columnist Jim Suhan joins me now. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jay. All right, Jim. So uh, some things to get to. We didn't have any uh, games to necessarily look at last night, but uh, in the NFL, we're starting to see some more movement in regards to head coaches. So Sean Payton gets the job with the Broncos. D'Amico Ryans looks like he's going to the Texans. Your thoughts on those two? Uh, very interesting that Ryans is able to get a six-year deal, uh, which is what Shanahan wanted from the 49ers when he looked at it as a rebuild. That's probably the right way for the coach to do. Say, hey, give me, give me all the time I need to fix this thing because it's been a disaster for a while. They do have some talent coming in, though. They've made some deals. Uh, they, they, you know, they like the great thing about the NFL is they might, may not be that far away. Um, and and I and he's a he's an excellent defense coordinator. You know. Uh, you never know how anybody's going to translate to the new job. Uh, it's different being the number one, but he certainly is a talented defensive coach. Uh, then you have Sean Payton, uh, you know, ba- being traded for. And, <laughs> I mean, this might be – this could be one of the great disparities we've ever seen between consecutive coaches. Uh, Hackett had no idea what he was doing, and Sean Payton is an excellent and proven NFL head coach. And he's come in with a – you know, and so if – Peyton's as good as we think he is, and if Wilson isn't done yet, that's another team that could turn around very quickly. He's already got a franchise quarterback. He's coming to a team that was thought to have a good roster, uh, that had a good defense not long ago. Uh, that could turn around quickly as well. Jim, do you think Russell Wilson has something left? Will he be the quarterback in Denver? I want to believe he does because I've always loved the way he plays. Um, but it is, you know, I don't want to overlook reality here reality is pete carroll decided he it was time for him to go he's had two he had a mediocre year two years ago he had a terrible terrible year this year uh and it's not like it's just a a plug and play offense where he's got great players all over the place he has to make plays uh and he's always lived on the edge he's always just barely avoided the sack just barely avoided the runner uh the rusher you know so if he's 10% 10% less quick, maybe that style of play isn't going to work anymore. He's also always thrown a great deep ball, and he was generally accurate, and we didn't really see that last year. So I, 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 let's put it this way. I'm not sure Sean Payton takes that job. I'm sure Sean Payton had other offers, and he could have waited for the Cowboys job to eventually come open. Um, I'm not sure he takes that job if he doesn't think that Russell Wilson can still play. Uh, Jim, how about uh, some of the quarterbacks that could be changing locations? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, where do you think they're going to be playing this next year? I uh, don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, Brady, Brady's had, Brady's had a, I mean, I don't know that great, Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, but it's hard to build a case against him if you want to use facts, right? Uh, what he's done, the fact that Belichick hasn't won without him, the fact that he won without good receivers some years, without good offensive line some years, without running games some years. When he did have talent around him, he almost went undefeated. Um, you know, so it, it's hard. He might be the greatest of all time. And I've seen enough. You know, I mean, if he retired, I would not miss. I, I mean, I've seen him. You know, and this year was not very good. And he was kind of a he turned into a pouty guy who didn't do all of his uh, off, you know, who, who skipped time in spring training. Tr- in training camp who uh, missed time during the season to go to a wedding. I mean, it didn't even seem like it mattered to him that much. So I, he can go off into the sunset. That'd be fine with me. And I don't, I don't think the team that gets him is going to suddenly become uh, a championship contender, maybe a contender, but not a championship contender uh, with Rogers. You know, he, he's going to play this up. And so he can do as many uh, Pat McAfee shows as possible, where he gets to be the sub- subject of uh, attention and, 
I don't, I think what's different now is that, uh, you know, I think the Packers are ready to move on from him. You know, I think the Packers are saying, okay, we've been sick of you for quite a while now. uh, And now you're coming off a bad season. You know, all those other seasons we were sick of you, you were coming off an MVP season. We thought if we can just put up with this guy, we might win it all. They're not looking at it that way anymore. They're saying this guy is an impediment. So I think the Packers would like to trade him. Can they trade him? Will somebody give them assets and take on that salary? Um, it's easier said than done. But this this is a different dynamic now. And I also don't think that Rodgers is the kind of leader or worker who's going to go to a new place and suddenly adapt the new offense and, and lead a team to a championship. He might, again, he might make them better than their old quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be transformative. So, you know, Two years ago, this, these were the, the two biggest stories in the NFL that either of these guys could be moving. And this year, it just doesn't feel like that big a deal. Jim, uh, switching attention to the Twins here for a moment. Uh, Royce Lewis, we know, is coming back from injury. Uh, Brooks Lee, who was their first-round pick, seems like he's kind of on a fast track. Is it possible that Brooks Lee could actually be making his Major League debut this season, or is it going to be next year? It's certainly possible, and as as with all the, the speculative things we talk about on ro- in terms of roster construction and everything else, it probably comes down to health. You know, uh, is you know obviously he's got to perform at a very high level for them to want to see him in the big leagues, and they won't bring him up. They don't think he's ready. At least they shouldn't. Uh, but you know, if by midseason there are openings and they need him and somebody like him and he's playing well, uh, they do think he's a mature guy and a mature hitter. I, I think they'd rather have him. I think what they'd rather do is have him just dominate minor league pitching for another full year and then have him be part of the conversation next winter as a, you know, where he could play in the major leagues. And, and listen, they have a lot of players. Uh, they have a remarkable number of position players uh, who are good throughout the organization. Uh, so I don't think there's necessarily going to be a need for him, but you never know. What kind of flexibility from a position standpoint? He's been playing shortstop. You got Correa here. You got Miranda's probably the third baseman. Is there another position he could play? Honestly, the thing, the, the great thing about shortstops and why you've seen them draft shortstops named Miguel Sano, Michael Kadire, Trevor Plouffe, Royce Lewis, uh, Brooks Lee. I'm probably missing about eight. Uh, Dan Gladden was a shortstop at one point in his life. Uh, you know, the great thing about shortstops is they can go anywhere. You know, if you can play shortstop, you can play any position on the field. Um, so, you know, Brooks Lee, Royce Lewis could end up at, Either of them could end up at second, either could end up at third, either could end up at first, either could end up in left field, right field. Um, you know, I think Royce Lewis has the athletic ability to play center. I haven't seen enough Brooks Lee to know if he can play, if he'd be a good, he, I, I'm sure he could play center field. I don't know if he'd be a good center fielder, but that's really the interesting thing here. And it's, it is partly by design. They have a tremendous number of players who could play a lot of different positions and it gives them great flexibility, both in uh, roster construction, lineup construction, and, and, trading down the road. Uh, Kenta Maeda coming back from injury. Uh, will he be a starting pitcher and will he be healthy when the season starts? They hope so. Um, you know, what they'd like to do is have him be one in the five man rotation. They also might end up uh, at some point trying out a six man rotation. If everybody's healthy and pitching well, and they feel like guys like Maeda need a little extra time. Uh, so you know, once again, we, we can, we can write down a five man rotation and between injuries and days off and trying to give guys an extra day rest here or there, uh, you're going to see a lot of different starting pitchers. Even if people are healthy, you're going to see a lot of different starting pitchers. So I think Maeda should be considered in their top five, and he will pitch as much as he's capable of pitching. 
Jim, the Minnesota Wild have the week off. Their next game will be Monday when they play at Arizona, the NHL All-Star break here. Um, what moves, if any, do you think the Wild should make at the trade deadline? It's a really interesting question because they have their scoring star. They have a number of secondary scorers. They have a number of good two-way players. With Reeves there and with uh, Felino and Greenway healthy, they have size. They have two quality goaltenders. They have good defensemen. So it's not like there's this dire need, oh, my God, go get this one player or fill this one position, and that's going to change everything. Uh, so I think you're looking at probably a more – my guess is you're looking at a more subtle move. Uh, you're also talking about a team that's up against the cap and can't just go out and get like a superstar that somebody else is trying to dump. At least it wouldn't be easy. So I don't expect I, – Bill Guerin's aggressive, so it wouldn't surprise me if he made a move. I just don't know that you're going to see a big move. Jim Timberwolves got Golden State at home tonight. Uh, Steph Curry going to be playing, uh, I believe, anyway. Um, what do you think about Golden State? Are they a team that uh, you know could still be relevant in the NBA? Yes, uh, they have Steph. I mean, you know, it's all about health, and for them, you know, they they much rather get to the end of the regular season healthy and be a six seed than get to the end of the regular season banged up and tired and have a higher seat. I mean, they know they can win anywhere at any time when their players are healthy and playing well. And they still have the core of a championship team, and they have some nice young players coming in too uh, or contributing. So they're very dangerous. Um, they don't always take regular season games seriously. I don't know you know, what the lineup's going to look like tonight, but that's still it's still a team with incredibly high capability. Well, and, and you look at how tight things are. They're, they're two games above 500. The Wolves are one game above 500, so they're very close to each other in the standings. That I mean, you go down 10, 11, 12. I mean, the Lakers are four under 500, um, and they're not that far off a playoff spot, and they've got a lot of talent on their team. So it, it shapes up like this could be really interesting down the stretch as to where teams are going to finish. It's going to be fascinating. It really is. It's like a 12-team race, uh, and everybody's close. I mean, you know, and, that, and I was talking with Krasinski on our podcast the other day, and I said, man, they beat Sacramento on Monday night. They're like, you know, right there. And he said, yeah, and if they lose, they're, if there's two in a row, they might be down to 11th. You know, it's just, it's that volatile. I love it, you know, um, because we all know that the regular season is not uh, the be-all. And, I mean, you know, I would say in terms of popularity – NBA postseason is number one, barely ahead of NBA free agency period. And then number three is the regular season because we know that not every team is invested every night. Uh, getting, a lot of teams are going to have to be invested here. You know, I, I know what I just said that the Warriors don't care too much, but they also can't toy around and end up, you know, with a play-in game or missing the playoffs. So I think we're, we're going to see a couple months of fascinating high-level uh, Western Conference, Conference basketball. And by the way, you know, every time I go to a Wolves game these days, I sit there and go, God, these guys are just so good. Uh, the talent in the league right now is is pretty astonishing. Uh, Jim, go for basketball teams. The men's team, they're playing tonight at Rutgers. Women's team at home against Indiana. Um, what do you think about this go for men's team? Is there Are there some signs you feel like they can build and become something? Because it looks like this year is a lost year. Yeah, I think this year is a lost year. Uh, listen, they, any given night, uh, you know, battle has a good shooting night. They're healthy. Um, you know, any given night they can give somebody a scare. Maybe and the, there are some teams in this league they can beat, but it's it's not going to be a good season. We know that. Uh, the women's team, 
you know, it's it doesn't feel like it's going in the right direction right now, at least for this team this year. And I and, and so I like when they lost to Michigan the other night. Hey, Michigan's really good. You're probably with a bunch of freshmen trying to learn how to play in the Big Ten. You're probably going to lose to Michigan. I don't like seeing them lose to Michigan and score in the 40s. Uh, this team has more talent than that. I want to see more offensive flow. I want to see Braun. Braun has not been uh, the scorer in the Big Ten. I thought she might be even as a freshman. Uh, and what you don't want to do is you don't have a talented group of players start feeling down or depressed or like this isn't the right place for them to be. So I think it's kind of important right now for Whalen to have this team finish strong and have some good feelings going into next year. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, let's see. We have the uh, John Krasinski show up on the Wolves and all their issues. We have uh, the uh, Viking Update show up. Uh, we have Go, the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm, Joe Anderson's Funhouse. Everything's at TalkNorth.com on your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at TalkNorth.com. Next year on WJON. We'll get uh, local news from Jim Maurice. You're listening.